0: This episode of Jump Off Point is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support the Boss Rush family of podcasts, head to BossRush.net or our Patreon at patreon.com slash Boss Rush Media. Thanks for helping us build something better.
1: Welcome to Jump Off Point here on Boss Rush Games. I'm your host, the Enlightened Excited V. Joining me is the wise Wisconsinite himself, Mr. Jesse Douglas. Hello, good sir.
0: Hey, how's it going, guys?
1: It's going really good. We have the wise Wrestle Knight, Mr. Josh Martinez. Hello, good sir.
2: Hello. I'm, I'm coming down off of WrestleMania weekend, so it's it's been a lull since Sunday. <laughs>
1: And everybody, we have a very special guest. Now, I know some of you guys have a big backlog that you need to bust. And this dude is here to help us with that. I have known uh, this person probably around, what, three or four years? Uh, uh, We met through Twitter uh, and everything. And he's all around amazing. Everybody, from the Backlog Busters, please welcome... My good friend Matt, or A.K.A. Skinny Matt,
3: <laughs> yeah, I go by either. I've been called worse. It's all good. How are you all doing tonight? Cheers. <laughs>
1: uh doing good uh i i get on skinny matt because sometimes you know i, I send him so swoons. you know he has his hair looking good
3: i'm like okay matt <laughs> oh I clean, up, I clean up i clean up good when i have to it's all good
1: <laughs> so uh we are going to uh get into this great episode because i excited to find out what is what what uh, trendy topics each of you guys cho- chose i'm so excited but before we get into that what's jumping jumping uh so what's jumping and jumping matt in your games and what you've been watching uh what one game are you playing or what one tv show you're watching or movie
3: the game i'm playing now is a game where about two three weeks ago i played the demo on switch i got pre-ordered it and I started finally playing on Xbox this, actually last night, I wanted to play it this weekend, is I finally started playing in Dredge. Ah, uh, yes! Game. Everyone's talking about whole, you know, horror games, playing Resident Evil 4 Remake? No. Dredge is the horror game to play. It is the survival horror fishing game that you didn't know you needed to play. Um, wait, 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 wait.
2: Fishing? How's that yes. working?
3: It's very Lovecraftian, if you will, in the horror, like the whole Eldritch horror and the unknown. Um, I got further in the demo than I am in the game right now. But basically, long story short, you're a a fisherman and your boat, you wrecked your boat like this fog came in, you wrecked. It seems kind of, you know, odd about that. But so the the mayor comes to the town and the mayor's like, hey, we'll give you a boat. And, you know, you just got to pay us back the loan. So as you catch fish, you sell them back. So basically, it's just a lot of the unknown. And they say, like, don't go out past night because when it's nighttime. You can start kind of losing... You start panicking or losing your sanity in a sense. Rocks start showing up in the middle of nowhere. You can catch different fish that have like four eyes instead of two. But what's really crazy about this game is when you're fishing... Because it's about six o'clock at night is when it becomes nighttime, quote unquote. But like... Like when you catch an odd fish that's a different creature... The fisher, the fishmonger, loves it. He gets oh, he gets all into it. But like, you, there's this weird like piano chime that plays. It just kind of s- sends a little chill down your spine. You know, it's it's not scary. It's just creepy and unsettling the whole time. So I I don't even know where to go because even playing the demo had an issue where it was getting at night and these like red eyed birds came and like stole like they started stealing my ship off my my uh, fish off my ship because you're actually hmm. just in a boat. You go go to the spot fish and. I don't know. It's, there's something relaxing about the fishing, but it's just so unsettling about the game. I I I don't even know what else to say about it. It's any, any questions? I mean,
2: You, you know what that sounds like, Matt, that sounds like a game that lulls you into relaxation and, and then get, get you scared. Cause I mean, sca- games can jump out and scare you, but if, if they're lulling you into a sense of security and then getting you, man, that sounds like that's terrible. It's, I'm a it's, baby it's, for horror games. So I don't even want to go near that one.
3: Yeah. I can't play resident evil four. I mean, I remember playing the original silent Hill. That's probably the last horror game I got through and that's been what tw- dating myself here. That was probably about 23 years ago. Last time I played that. So, um, but yeah, it's like I said. I wouldn't say it's scary. It's unsettling. You know, like one of my favorite games is Oxenfree because of how the mood it puts you in. It's just unnerving. This is unnerving because even with the art style, it's an indie game. I think it runs about twenty-five bucks on everything. It's on everything: Steam, Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. But like, it's it's just unnerving. The the art style is, like beautiful, but somewhat disturbing when you see because with the mayor, how he looks. There's a There's you end up finding this fish and it's got the the fishmonger pulls something out of it. It's like a handkerchief, so you have to go take it to this other guy at this other island. And it's just they kind of make him a little creepy. The every character, it's I don't know. It's just I just highly recommend it. I I don't even know how to explain it because it's going on people. Try try the demo on Switch. Go go, go down the go download the demo and give it a shot. See what you think. A
1: lot okay. of people are putting it on their Game of the Year nominations. It's like, people who love horror games and and, the, and thriller stuff, it's going on their list. A lot of people are enjoying it.
3: And like I said, I'm not that far into it, and it, it has me hooked, no pun intended, with the fishing, but, like, it's just, I don't know, it, from playing the demo and playing for maybe about two hours last night, it's already made my short list. Okay.
1: Jesse, what's jumping jumping in your gaming or TV watching?
0: So I've I've actually been playing Resident Evil 4 remake,
3: <laughs> and oh. uh, the other scary I'm, game that came out.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not super far in it. I just got to the point of where you you meet the um the the vendor or the guy selling stuff. Um, I Resident mean Evil it's Richard. it's yeah it's a couple. I mean it's a couple. Of, it took me a little while to get there, but um so far I like it a lot. Um. It definitely, I think they did a good job of recapturing that moment when you go into the the village and, you know, and like the whole entire village comes at you and they basically, yeah, like they, they just keep, they just keep swarming you until, until uh, you're almost like out of like ammo and all that stuff. And then something happens and then, you know, it's kind of. I won't I won't say much more, Like, but something kind of happens, and then you know. The, you know, know I have a beef color. with you. You
3: no, now, now, know how old that game is?
1: You you know, I have a beef with you now. Why? Be- Why? Because you told me that you hated Resident Evil 4. Yeah. So, hearing that you like this remake, uh, because, I'm like, it's the yeah, same be- thing.
0: No, it ain't. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> it's better. I mean, there's,
1: there's some improvements. Not, but Resident uh, Evil yeah. 4. It's really good it's a classic game so how did you hate four and your love remake
0: because because the whole point of why i didn't like four was like the controls and stuff a lot of that stuff like was just it just i didn't like it i did not like the controls in the in that original but this remake like everything is fixed like everything all my issues that i had with the original are are fixed in my opinion, and it feels it just feels like the the newer games. But you're reliving that story because, like I've said to you, I've even told you that the story wasn't the problem with that game. Like mm-hmm. I liked the story, like even though I I you know at the time I was wasn't a fan of it being crazy people versus being zombies, like. Yeah i after i played through the original i did like the story it was just i did not like the the controls of uh, in just how i played the game so like yeah so this version of it is is definitely better for me in my opinion whereas i'll be honest i think i like the original version of three better than i like the remake is it more because of the tank controls yeah, I don't know. The- I, I I I don't know. Like the the original three. I don't I think it's just like the way that everything was set up. I think I liked it a little bit better, but it's not much better, honestly. But because I didn't I'll be honest, three in general, I really wasn't a big fan of. Like I didn't, I, like that was probably my least. Like coming off of two, it was really, really hard to 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 do better than two, in my opinion. So I think, and you know, so maybe it's oh, just shoot, my own please. bias because I didn't, I because like two is still the, today is my favorite. Like two four is, is my still my favorite. By.
2: So, so I'm a Resident Evil newbie. I've never played a game before. Yeah is is this four remake a good? Starting point if you've never played a game before, um, yeah, well, uh,
1: well,
3: I, mean, depends. Uh, I would go with the two remake personally, but yeah, well, that, yeah,
1: that, it, it, I wouldn't say don't do the remakes, I would actually say you have to go through Resident Evil 1, the original. Like, I think you need to play the original ones because you have more story and understanding. Yeah, the controls are whatever it is, but is the that was the what the controls were at that time, that era. To get a full sense of it, um, you need to play the original ones because the remakes like two like two, you're missing sixty-five percent of the game in two, because you're not you're not getting all the stuff that led up to the police station. Um and, and the remake. And then if you do three, um three is supposed to be running while two is happening. So to understand mm-hmm. why those two games are happening, you need to play Nemesis. And then so, I so think if you're not
2: standalone then they're they're not completely standalone?
0: No. no. It's mm-hmm. no like two what? so the character in two that you play in two is the character that you play as in four. In four. So okay. like yeah. so if you were to play two and then play four, I think you would be alright. Because yes, one, one, and and three t- are other characters, and like I mean, you kind of get the gist of it. The world's been run over by zombies, and and they, you know, they kind of talk about the viruses and stuff in two enough that I think you can skip one if you if you want to. You, you, you really don't well. want. To. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, I, but you're, it's not gonna, not really, you're not really.
1: But you're not gonna get the campiness. You're not gonna understand. You was a jail sandwich. Like you're not gonna get any of that stuff. And to yeah. understand why Resident Evil is straight camp, you need to play the original. Uh, the, is there the original actually a good way
3: one. to play the original one
1: now? Um. Yes. Is it on it, the PlayStation Store?
0: Honestly, it may the be. best. Honestly, the best way to play the original one is to play it on a on a um. On a DS, <laughs> with, oh, they, no. the DS, the DS, no, the DS, the DS port was amazing. Like, and you use the stylus to use to swat <sighs> swipe with your knife. It was, it was actually a really, really good port. I think. See, I think I it's my Res- favorite version of it.
1: I, I own Resident Evil One when PlayStation had the big cardboard boxes mm-hmm. as uh, cases. And so I had the original intro in everything.
0: Yeah. That came. The, di- the director's cut. The director's cut version is, is basically, I think, what's ported on the DS. Um, I think it's right. basically the director's cut version, but it's got mm. the. It just has the ability to swipe your knife using your stylus instead yeah. of okay. just pushing a button. So. Well, and
2: I. And that's probably pretty accessible for myself because I still use my three DS, and I know that's backwards compatible with DS. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that—that's what I love my three DS. That's such a good console to find old DS games as well as three DS games. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm so used to games like Legend of Zelda or Final Fantasy where you can hop into any game and not really need to know what happened previously. So I just, mm-hmm. and I think I've mentioned this previously, I'm. It's, I'm new to Sony. I I've only had Nintendo consoles growing up, so I've missed out on okay. stuff. And I know for Resident Evil Four was on the GameCube, um, mm-hmm. originally, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just never got into those. So yeah, I'm looking to try them out. <laughs> Resident Evil Two
1: in. was on the N64, so
2: I know, I know. I just I get apparently I just missed that chip. That was but the I,
1: best way to play it. Resident Evil Two in, was fairness
2: my, uh, in fairness to myself, Ed. I was born in 91. I don't think my parents are going to let me touch oh. her as an evil. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I
3: feel so old. I feel so I, old. I just,
1: Why? I just
2: saw Matt's soul leave his body when I said I was born in 91.
1: I was 11 years <laughs> old in 91.
3: I was too.
2: <sighs> yeah, I'm one of those late millennials who, who grew up with the jackass and Viva La Band stuff in middle school. So there, there's a flashback from 2002.
1: <laughs> well, is that all, Jesse, that you've been playing? That's your one game? Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, okay. I mean, uh, that night I was catching up. I'm trying to catch up on Euphoria, that, that TV show. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. It's different. It's it's a little rough to watch, <laughs> but it's it's a good show.
1: All right. Josh, what's jumping, jumping in your gaming or your TV watching?
2: Yeah, so I'm not going to go over everything because I've kind of adopted this buffet style right now where I'm playing five different games just in little spurts. But the one I've been really hooked on lately, I've been, as I mentioned, I'm new to PlayStation. So I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. I'm having a blast. It is. So I'm at this part. So. First off, for whatever reason, I thought the whole level, the whole game, took place back east. For some reason, I know it's like a dystopian future, all that stuff, but it takes place right in my backyard, like Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, like that whole Southwest area. And I'm like, so I'm in the section that's like the desert, and I'm like, I lived here when I went to college. <laughs> I lived in Southern Utah, so it's been cool to see all that. And but no, the gameplay is fun. Um, And I don't know. It's just, it's been a great game to get me first on there. And then the other one, just because of my, my wrestling obsession, I've been playing WWE 2K23. That's been, (laughs) I'm so mad at John Cena right now, John. So they have this showcase mode where the cover star, basically you go through their career and you, you play in matches that they did over their career. Well, this year it's John Cena, but the, but the twist of it is is that Cena is your opponent. You're playing as the people he lost to at big points in his career. So like the first one was Rob Van Dam in 2006 at uh, pay-per-view. Um, the next one was John Cena's debut in 2002 with Kurt Angle. And so I've got to play John Cena at these regular times. And boy, is he kicking my butt sometimes get I'll get some combos going and then all of a sudden he just hits me with a bunch of attitude adjustments and then I'm mad and cursing out John cena but now that, game, <laughs> that game's pretty fun it it's even if you're not a wrestling fan it's a fun fighting game it's a really fun fighting game you can know nothing about wrestling and just have fun with with the fighting aspect of it so
0: I used to literally buy them just to make people like literally I never played the game. I just would make create people, try to create like, you know, uh celebrities or or other wrestlers from like other factions that aren't in, you know, WCW or WWE or whatever, right. you know. Well,
2: I'm yeah. I'm tempted to do like a Royal Rumble where I make everybody on the Boss Rush stash a stash. Oh, nice. Yeah. And just make them go like just every every minute, a new Bosch Rush member comes in, and then we see who wins. But <laughs> I I might I, I'm working on a review for Bosch Rush on this game, so I probably won't do that yet. But I'm like, um, I'm like maybe that's a good idea. I might try and do that. I just got to find the time to do that. But um, and then last, th- I've been watching The Mandalorian. That's been a lot of fun.
3: All right. <laughs> well for Sorry, me I started that season yeah
1: <laughs> well for oh, me no, I, I won't um, say anything i just finished spec ops the line um enjoyed that game i don't like the ending i don't like how that game ended it's very it's a very distorted ending i'm just like uh i understand y'all killing off the people your help with then getting to whatever point, and I'm just, it just felt so weird, um, for an ending and stuff. So, but I, I finally beat it. I've been wanting to beat this game, so I persisted. Um, and then deleted it off my Xbox, like, <laughs> uninstalled it because it was just like, there's nothing. I've seen all the endings on YouTube, um, so there's like really nothing else to see about it. And I kind of put. I, I kind of put out there just like this would be a good game to get remastered and put on Switch. I think Spec Ops the Line, if it looked better, because I know it's the 360 PS3 three days and like everything is brown and it's hard to see the enemies. I'm like, if you give this some good polish and some color and you make the enemies a little bit more visible. I think Spec Ops: The Line would sell literally better than what it did in the past. I think more people would definitely play it, and then and taking it on the go on Switch, oh heck yeah! I'm like, it's not a hard, it shouldn't be a hard game to play or anything. So, um, I, I finished that. I'm trying to figure out what my next game should be. Um, so and and that was on xbox so i'm trying to figure out that uh i am playing road 96 i did start that on xbox but uh i'm about to hop new one or the original
3: one sorry oh which one the uh, road 96 the uh, original one or the new one that's did the new one just come Uh, out or is that coming
1: yeah the dlc one just came out Uh, i'm playing the the original one yeah i'm playing the original one uh because uh for talk the walk we're waiting for coffee talk episode two so we're drop. Uh, that's gonna drop. Uh, we're gonna pick some of us are picking it up and gonna play it, uh, and then we're not gonna do the recording until June. Um and all the reason why I'm pushing it to June because Tears of the Kingdom come out. Like, dude, I got Redfall next month. I got Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another game that's dropping next month that I'm that I won't get into. Uh, but I'm trying to get re- I gotta get ready for Redfall um by the end, and by before uh Tears of the Kingdom came out. Oh events wars when the two comes out this month. So I gotta gotcha. try to get into to that and everything. Mm-hmm. So like my game level stuff is gonna be packed, and then we gotta figure out what are we doing this summer because we don't have E3, but we have a lot of showcases in the summer game fest. Ugh, goodness! Uh, I told Corey <laughs> I need some alcohol so I can drink myself to sleep when I watch that
3: show. <laughs> i make some recommendations Ugh. here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, I swear that summer game fest is going to be a mess because last year it was all about space. And galaxy and it's just like Kiwi, you're not gonna ask them to give you no kind of gameplay and everything looks to say come on now do I gotta go another year with this
3: and it's gonna so. take three months three and a half months to get through everything
1: if you want to be a patreon producer head on over to patreon patreon.com slash boss media and find out which
0: tier is right for you our patreon producers at the five dollar tier or higher for this month are adriel munger austin campbell celeste roberts
1: christian s sana dirig francisco santilan and rebecca jewell thank you for your continued support exactly so uh that is gonna that is my plan but everybody it's time for point it out so jesse i'm gonna start with you what is the one topic, one trending topic on Twitter that you would like to talk? Now, everybody, just to let you know, with the with uh, pointing out, uh, no one knows each other's topic until that person talks about it right now. So, Jesse, start it off.
0: Okay. So, um, Nike has been trending. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I picked that cause I, I just, I kind of, I was interested in, you know, why Nike was like, cause I'll be honest, I didn't even know why it was trending, um, until I, you know, was looking into it. Um, but, uh, so Nike was trending because they, they picked, uh, um, a trans influencer, uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, to To basically be the new face of the women's sports bra, and uh, in like just like be like the head of the women's like athletic uh, stuff, I guess, and for uh, mm-hmm. for Nike, and of course, a lot of people have been getting pissed off. You know, a lot of women being like, oh, like you know, getting mad, saying all oh, you're removing women and blah 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 and. And it, the, the internet is just going crazy over it. Um, and he, and uh, Dylan also is the, the head um, or is a spokesperson for Bud Light as well. And uh, Kid Rock, I guess, made a video of him buying a whole bunch of Bud Light and then shooting it with a, a, with a machine gun. Or with like a, like what it is like a submachine gun or whatever. And, and then, you know, basically telling Bud Light to F off. And, and, you know, like it just basically the whole, the whole entire, uh, you know, anyone who's Republican that, that's paying attention to it is basically just outraged. And, and I, you know, I, like I, I give, um, I give Bud Light and Nike a lot of credit the fact that they look at all this and they're just like yeah we're not going to change it we're we're sticking with what we we're, we're doing we we believe in it we're trying to target a group of people that that we don't you know like you know obviously Bud Light is like <laughs> you know <laughs> it's not really that's not really their your demographic normally so you know so that it is it's they're targeting something different and i you know i just i think it's interesting so i just kind of you know want to you know brought that up because i was just kind of once
1: again kid rock is an idiot why would you why would you put money into a company that you're trying to boycott and show off. Like you just spent probably about three hundred some dollars out of friend. Fa- in fact, I don't know how much money he actually has. Um
0: since his career is,
1: I guess, non existent
0: or he's just there well, um, No, it, it it exists. It's just it's,
3: it's, it's there. It's
0: yeah, it's just an, it's just he's, you know, like a like a lot of, you know, uh musicians and stuff they kind of they stick to their audience it's you know it's very similar in some ways to insane clown posse i mean that's they're not for everyone but and fun fact kid rock was on their first album (laughs) insane clown posse's first album they did a they did a they did a song together originally that eventually got re- removed off of their original album later on when they kind of had a beef with one another. But uh, their pre- I, Insane Clown Posse's producer actually produced his very first album, Kid Rock's first album. So, like, yeah. But but anyway, yeah, it's it's just, you know, he, he targets his audience. He knew exactly what he was doing in making that video of shooting the, the beer, you know because he but knew it's
3: that just, his audience anybody knows how 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 high he looked in that too yeah
0: yeah he looked pretty the, bad this is what
1: i don't understand it's just like you got all this money or i guess um and you're still looking like a redneck like you still looking bumish i'm like come on dude it's 2023 like come like get the appearance but that's just character that's his that's, character that's him, though. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's what he's known that's, as. That's that's fine, but I'm just like, come on now. You mean to still, you mean to tell me that you invested a lot of money to shoot uh some butt right, but you can't spend that same amount of money to like get your hair fixed, get a nice looking outfit. Like you do
2: about yeah, it. Have you, you seen Machine to- Gun Kelly? Have you seen some of these
1: guys uh, out there? Well, Machine Gun Kelly is... <laughs> after Eminem destroyed Machine Gun Kelly, <laughs> you see him go into <laughs> yeah. a whole another career.
3: Yeah. Wait, yeah, but moms. How much Like, did he buy? Like three cases? That was only like 50 bucks.
0: Yeah.
1: Still, that fifty bucks could have been used to cut his hair, to like <laughs> put on a new outfit. Like, come on, dude, it's twenty twenty three. you're supposed to be pot.
0: looking like, yeah. Come. <laughs> well, but you know, but you know how his demographic is though. Too, if he changes, they'll they'll probably hate on him. They'll tell him that he sold out or that he, you know, like.
1: Who's his demographic? Because I don't know any fans of Kid Rock. Well, I, well, I don't know any, but
3: all I know is where I went to school. I, well, a week ago they announced he was the headliner for some concert in Youngstown this summer. Some concert yeah. series. So, well, I, anyway well, uh,
0: he's he's kind of stepped into politics, and basically anyone who who is like a like you know far, you know, like way way you know out there, right. Republican, yeah. Basically, that's 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 his demographic. Is anyone you know, people who believe that like the Earth is flat and you know like things, people like that, those kind of people. That this you know. is the same
1: thing with like the Campbells with Cheerios with. Um, the holiday hallmark stuff when the two ladies were getting married with the ring and, and the, it's just like, what is all this outrage going to, what's, what's all this outrage? Like what, what benefit do you get? Because people are still going to uh, purchase those items. They're trying to be, they're trying to show how um, their product is for everyone, you know? And it's just like you boycotted you because you don't like it that doesn't do nothing because you don't like it well fine you don't like it you don't have to buy it everybody else who do like it is going to buy it these are companies they don't care if you like it or not they care about seeing a sale a sale that's consistent Mm -hmm. you know if you if you buying this alcohol so you can shoot it they don't care you give us money to do something stupid exactly we we're we making good business moves because first of all we have your money that you
3: can't get back because you want to try to make a point for what would it if, if we, anyone wanted to boycott something though wouldn't it just be more effective to just boycott it don't buy it to shoot it i mean i remember there was people boycotting carhartt for requiring vaccinations for their employees they bought Carhartt's and burned it. And I'm like, yeah, bought stuff. It, yeah. It kind of defeats yeah. the purpose.
1: You did that with you did that with Nike stuff. I'm like, yep. you wasn't even using this Nike stuff for the purpose that it was. There's no way that you, oh, I'm going to get some running shoes from Nike and burn it. Was the last time you ran? He was 200 <laughs> some plus pounds. You you could barely run to your uh mailbox without huffing and puffing. Let, let's stop with all of this nonsense. <laughs> Man,
3: it's got yeah. the fire
2: tonight.
1: Because wow, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> because it's so ridiculous that it is 20, 2023. You mad that because these companies going with gay people, with lesbians, going with trans, they're trying to be more inclusive. Because for like I was, well, like me and Jesse was talking about this for our party episode. I was just like, stop seeing people for their sexuality and see them for being human. You know, if if a person is trans and they are, you know, want to do a sponsorship and stuff, let them. That's them. That's their business.
0: Yeah. You know, I I mean, most I I I look at it this way. Most people are like, you know, to have the to have like the ability to have like confidence in yourself to even do something like this in the first place. Like, even as just a you know, just a. Just someone who's born a female who, you know, like, consider, you know, like, considers himself female and stuff. So, like, you know, to be transgender and put yourself out there like that, I mean, that, you know, like, that in itself, in my opinion, is, you know, like, a good message to other people who maybe aren't as, you know, openly able to express themselves or, or be themselves in, in the, you know, out in the open like that. So, you know, like, I, I think there's a lot more to it than just, you know, oh, they put a, you know, trans person just, you know, to check off some box, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not about that. It's, you know, I think it's, <laughs> there's more to it. But I think that's a lot of times what people try to do is they try to just claim that it's just checking off a box and that's all they're doing it for.
1: Matt, Josh, any thoughts?
2: (laughs) I will say I'm a little surprised. I totally forgot about the whole Kid Rock thing, but I thought Nike would be trending for that Matt Damon movie where he's like a Nike exec trying to sign like a rookie michael jordan so when so when jesse brought that up i'm like oh i'm getting ready to talk about michael jordan and everything you know it's just it's just it's just kid rock and now ed going off on kid rock's long hair saying get a haircut
1: it's just it's high high class nazis that's what it is no I, i
2: i mean i i agree and i and i I sit in the camp of, I think representation is always good. I mean, me being, I'm a, I'm a Hispanic young man and I, you know, it's out here in the Southwest. It can be kind of rough. I mean, all this, all this talk of border walls and we need to secure the border from invasions that, in, that impacts me directly. Cause I live very close to that. Living in Arizona, a state that at one time had, um, a law that made it legal for a cop to pull you over on suspicion of immigration solely because of your skin color. It's it's nonsense. And we were and that was just something that we dealt with last decade. So I think putting people out there in front of others to, you know, show, hey, you don't have to be told that you're like and I'm talking from a Hispanic sense, you don't have to be told you're an immigrant, you're illegal or whatever it is. You can be successful you can be the face of Nike you can be you know whatever else it is it's always a good thing and it also diversifies the voices because at one point can you have like take take gaming if you don't have Hispanics in in the game developer room then how can you write believable Hispanic characters that are not mm-hmm. leaning towards stereotypes and that goes to all all minorities not just Hispanics not just um, LGBTQ um, members or anything like that you know, when you can diversify, it just makes something so much better. And it makes me sad to see people fighting against that, especially in such a weird way. I mean, yeah, it's just M- Mr. Rock. I don't, I don't think that's going to get, it's going to rile up your base, but I mean, you're, you're doing performance art to your base. You're not yeah. gonna
3: actually, you're not getting the last and, time you've heard Kid Rock's name in national news. Yeah. We could even hear the a song is, from K rock. I'm just well, saying it's... he's relevant for the first time in how long? In what way? You supposed to be relevant for your not music, there.
1: not for nonsense.
3: I, no, yeah. I'm not saying well, I'm just saying I it's the first time I've heard his name in a conversation in the news or media in years. It, yeah.
2: We just spent 10 minutes talking about K rock.
0: That is. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I you know, and i I just think it's so dumb too, with you know having coming off the school shooting stuff and you know and to be bringing guns into like showing your 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 being upset with the idea of someone trans being you know representing something is just you know that's it's also kind of in some ways invoking violence i think too that that we just don't need any more of we don't need that in people's minds right now <laughs> that's add the, the fact last that if thing we
3: need add the fact if he was a responsible uh, gun person you really don't want to be shooting with water in the background because
1: well, back,
3: so who, that's kind of like...
1: clean up all that Budweiser glass.
3: <laughs> All right, cool. yeah. so,
1: mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're gonna move on, Matt. Okay. What is your trending topic?
3: See, see, I struggled with this one today because because I've muted so much trash on social media that pretty much the three, the two things trending on my phone right now are uh, <laughs> the Mario movie and Tears of the Kingdom. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, the only thing I'd say with the Mario movie is, I'm seeing it this weekend, and as for tears, it ain't out yet, because <laughs> um, I was actually going to bring up the Kid Rock thing, because but Nike took care of that, which I wasn't expecting to go that route, um, I, I've I've I have failed in your the uh, the homework assignment apparently. Well, what 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 about
1: Tears of the Kingdom?
3: I don't uh... know. I. I I'm just seeing a lot of stuff while you're getting the people. It's just, it's the typical arguing the new console. They announced it looks great. It looks ugly, blah, blah, blah. And then you also got the whole, I ain't going to play. Cause they still got weapons breaking. I think breath of the Wild's the worst game ever. Cause they had weapons breaking too. And it's like, it's okay. If the game is not everything they make, doesn't have to be for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, not... It's kind of a kind of thing. Like, someone makes it... You could be the world's biggest Zelda fan, but if Breath of the Wild didn't connect with you, this is a direct sequel. This isn't going to work for you either. And it's okay. It's perfectly fine to not like everything that... whatever game maker makes. You could grow grown up with a game, and if it doesn't appeal to you now, it doesn't appeal... It's fine. But everybody wants to get on their little keyboards and say, This is terrible. This is trash. Rawr. Come on, it's it's a waste of time. It's if you want to have a serious conversation, uh, anything. Is, uh, sorry, I'm gonna get on my social media rant. How everyone will say whatever they want behind a keyboard. I'm talking about it on a video game, let alone other more important things in the world. Well, and, the, well, it's, and, the,
0: and it's not even it, out yet. Is the is the part that's just you know, it's no. like.
1: <laughs> it's, my th- I think my thing is is that people who complain are still gonna be the ones that's gonna buy it. That's you know.
3: the thing. This is terrible. I'm not. This ain't going to be for me. They're going to cough up the seventy bucks, or unless they were special enough like me to pre-order when it was still only sixty before the price hike. But hey,
1: well, this is <laughs> this is an interesting. Thing. I wrote a piece about this on Boss Rush, uh, about you know people who was just like, I'm not going to get an OLED or I'm not going to get expansion pass or I'm not going to do this. I'm like, you know, Nintendo it's good to entice you. You know they are very tempting and everything because they could just put a product out. They could show you a little trailer and it's going to be there and you're going to go up and down. You're going to go to Target five times a week or whatever and you're going to continue to see that switch. You're going to continue to see that gang. You're going to continue to see something that you are so against but yet you give in. Yep. And you're gonna buy it. Or you're going to regret that you didn't buy it. Because now you're gonna be like, I have my, you know, I have my stance that I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna give in. But Nintendo's just like, oh, you'll give in.
3: Just to let you know about that expansion pass thing. I said I'll never buy this expansion pass. I still haven't bought it. It's not for me. I'll be Are you that.
1: sure? Are you yeah, sure? I have
3: no, what what do I want on the expansion pass? Well, th- this is, th- me and Jack Uh,
1: oh, Shout out sh- sh- uh, Shout out to Jack Bro That I, I you know, we hung out uh, This week And we were talking about the article That we, we read about The Expansion Pass getting it when it came out And not getting it, and I think what I like about Expression Pass is and that, Just like you said If it's not for you, it's not for you That's fine I think it's because they put a lot of Japanese guys That we have not got it here in America That's one of the I, benefits
3: that I do like I, about Expression I Pass I agree, that's, that's actually good I mean, that, that's I'm great like, I mean and, and I like, mean there's no Mother 3 on that That might change my mind Oh
1: shit. But but it's just like But like I said Nintendo is there to entice you You know good and well Yeah you may not get it now But we're gonna put something on there That's gonna hook you Let's see Gank, I swear if Dreamcast popped up out of the blue, Friday it gave you ten games, and Space Channel Five is there. Soul Calibur is there. Um, uh, Power Stones is there. If they were gonna give you the hits on Dreamcast, oh, you better believe somebody's paying the difference to get that much. Oh, I got seven systems now to pick from, and it's the Dreamcast. Oh, yeah, but not they, they put a in,
3: lot of- actually when they just put the GameCube version of Soul Calibur on first, just because of the fact you have Link in it.
1: What you know, Amanda and a Uncle was sales at.
0: Well, I think if they if they put power stones on there, people would get it just for that game alone. Considering it's like what five hundred dollars to buy that game for, mm-hmm. for yeah. like or more than that, maybe even it might even be closer to a thousand. I don't even know anymore. Shoot. If, they pull, so if they put if
1: they put. If they put Sub Weaver on there. I'm just like, I will buy. It. I mean, I already got yeah. it. What's but if they put Soul... The Oh, Soul Weaver is so good, and I played it on Dreamcast. Oh. The best way to play that game. Oh. Uh, J- Josh, any thoughts?
2: I mean, we can sit here and wish, but they're not going to put GameCube on on NSO. I mean, they're making too much money with these remakes with Metroid Prime. I mean, you you sprinkle out some Thousand Year Door. Um, at at 30, 40 bucks.
3: That's the one that'll get me right there. Yeah, That game has, has that game not come back out? Surprise me. That is the best Paper Mario game. It is one of the best RPGs ever made.
2: Well, and the thing too, is like there's so many GameCube games out here that they're selling at regular, I mean, you put, you put Sunshine in that 3D collection. Mm -hmm. You're, You're doing a Metroid Prime remake. I mean, with how successful Prime was, I don't, it's hard to imagine that a Prime 2 is not, on its way at some point, which was mm-hmm. also GameCube. People are clamoring for a Twilight Princess rem- um, remaster on the Switch. I mean, they're not going to put the GameCube games on there, and if they do, they're going to be the the buried ones. But I mean, I would, well, I would see, love. For it to you're do you saying there.
3: there's? Are you saying they're not going to put Fire Emblem from the GameCube on there? See, watch.
2: They, I think they, they, put they will. That one out at forty bucks, people will eat that one up. People will pay the full oh, for
1: that. Oh, Path of Radiance? Oh, oh, no. They Oh, Path of Radiance would kill. Radiance almost killed the series because that game is hard.
2: Yeah, but hard. it's one of those ones. It's one of those ones Ed, that people are they're getting the glashed again. I mean, when Wind Waker came out, nobody wanted that game. And now it's like people; it's at the top of list. It's a, it's game, like, of the year.
1: It's a game of the year when it originally came out. That's the funniest thing about it. Yeah,
2: well, that, yeah, that's the thing is, we I thought it was a great game back in know3 whenever it came I, out in the states. I remember
3: hearing those people. Oh, it looks like a cartoon. It's going to be a kids' game. I ain't it playing was, that. Look at it,
1: that game. It got nines and tens across the board, and it became yep. a lot of people' favorites. It yes, aged though,
2: yeah. better than any Zelda game has ever aged. Yep. Because you could pick you could pick up the GameCube version 20 years later and not feel like, oh, these are outdated graphics. Sure, there's some there's some smoothing that needs to be done on that and the mm-hmm. HD remake took care of that, but largely that game mm-hmm. looked just as good twenty years ago as it does and, now. It's kind of this the same way with this mess.
1: The, and this is the funny thing because Sega started cell shedding. With Jet Set Radio. And it's just like Nintendo took the idea and just made it, took the idea, made it look like a cartoon, really smooth it out. Put a not- some good comedy in it, put some good design in it. And it's just like when anytime anyone talk about cell shading, uh Windbreaker comes up before Jet Set Radio even though well, SIG is the one that started using the uh, Just cuz it was
3: started doesn't mean they didn't perfect it. There's a lot of things a lot of things were invented first by other people but true. other people Very perfected. True. It.
2: I I do think I'm hopeful at least but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see Dreamcast make its way to to NSO but I'm like GameCube I don't I I'm there's too much money to be made in my opinion that But to, shoot to I'm like
1: this is the thing about it because if, it, if they don't put GameCube on it, okay, I can understand. But it, you got you got Eternal Darkness that you need to get out. You got Metal Gear Solid the Twin Snakes you need to get out. Like you got Mario Kart Double Dash that you need to get out. You know, you there is some classics on GameCube that never saw a re release or the light of day, and if you don't think those coins are not going to be ready to be collected you are out of your mind nintendo konami don't put out the twin snakes i'm like come on konami everybody is kind of slowly getting respect for you because you made some right decisions oh people will pay you 40 dollars to play twin snakes on switch yeah people will pay you people will pay you good coin for that you do a physical collection collector's edition oh yeah that's good coin right there. You'll be in somebody's good graces.
0: I just it's wish they would re, re- remake the just. original Metal Gear. I I just want a original Metal Gear remake, like a, an actual remake. I've I can never see played that. Metal
2: Gear.
1: Oh, so it's a weird one. I could understand that, uh, Jesse. Like, I think that would be something Sony would put some money
0: in to do. Black well, and... Metal Metal Gear Solid. I mean, like the first Metal Gear Solid. But that's know, what Wonder Twin Snakes
1: one. was. <clears throat> oh, was it? I... Yeah. So
0: that Twin Snakes it's is a it's a remake of the original.
1: Yeah, Twin Snakes. Oh, okay. so Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes is a remake of Metal Gear Solid with new additional, uh, gameplay okay. ideas and everything. But oh, the original okay. one on NES because that was Ultra. That was that was the subsidiary of konami yeah if someone was gonna remake that one uh konami could do it but i'd be like that'd be something sony should pay for if they want that exclusive like the regular metal gear needs to be remade
3: yeah god it's been a long time i played that top-down uh metal gear (laughs)
1: because the dog is sleep or something or the no the soldier is
3: sleep well
0: that's like so, God I remember I remember playing, you know, Grand Theft Auto yeah. top down, you know, and then all of a sudden it comes becomes 3D and it was just such a mind blowing experience. Ugh. Beat that game on PC.
1: Actually, <laughs> I told Jesse this. I uh I had the PC version and I uh took the music from uh what was the rap station in Grand Theft Auto Three? Uh Um oh, I forget. Crap,
3: yeah, because it had all the Detroit
1: rappers s- like Royce of Five Nine, uh, um, uh, and some other ones. Gang, Gang Radio, that's what it was. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, okay. yeah. So I had like Real Player. Uh, as, this is how old school we going back in the two thousands, because Real Player was the other like uh music uh thing that you could do instead of
0: Windows uh CD. Yeah, but yeah, but Media. cool people had Winamp, so.
1: <laughs> the at last, you know? uh, so i i i put in uh the seat the game cd into um real player and all the files for the music came up so when it had game radio i uh downloaded it and then i uh burned it onto a cd uh, so I would put game radio... I just only had a CD just for a game radio. It would bump it in my car. The only problem was I couldn't skip any tracks because everything was connected. And everything. Yeah,
3: everything. all one track. Did you have the full song? Did you get the full song? Because technically in the game, you only got clips by the time they put the ad in a lot of times.
1: So um, for... When I was doing it They all had the whole songs Or okay. whatever they played So it would start with the uh, narrator And then it would just switch on some songs And then okay. my CD ended Yeah huh. So uh, I was a not a thief Because I brought Grand on the 3 But the music I uh, Found a way to Bring it to life in my car <laughs> <laughs> So Yeah well, Josh, uh, what is your topic trade?
2: Well, mine a little random, but I, I was looking for the most random because I think those create the most fun um, discussions. Pirates was trending earlier today, um, and a lot of the topics centered around the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team and how they're actually good this year.
3: But No, they're not. I'm a Pirates fan. They still suck.
2: Well, I, I feel bad for you. I'm, I'm a Dodgers fan, so... Anyway, well, but we can never win it. Anyway, but sprinkled sprinkled in there were talks of different kinds of pirates. How there was a pirate flag flying over the Harry Styles concert, people talking about One Piece. Um, so I guess the topic I pulled out of that, What? who's your favorite pirate from movies, TV shows, video games?
1: <laughs> F- oh,
2: favorite I got pirate? an easy
3: one on that one. Because I play way too much Sea of Thieves which has Mm -hmm. one of the greatest pirate crossovers of all time when they added uh, Jack Sparrow into it for the pirate's life.
1: Oh, I love but the thing that. with Sea of Thieves Which Jesse and Corey is still Bogus for that I fell asleep cause I just got off of work So me, Jesse and Corey playing Sea of Thieves And I fell asleep They pushed me off the uh, <laughs> ship And killed me <laughs> And when sure. I woke up <laughs> Their ship was gone <laughs> And my thing was like game over Cause I because they was doing something And I relaxed and I fell asleep And the mugs pushed me off and I died. I was just like, "What in the world?" And I—I I don't remember what happened. All I know is that they—they they left me. I died. I cut the game off. When I woke up next morning, I—I I think we was talking for AX, Jesse, me, you, and Corey. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, "What happened?" I woke up and I was off the ship. I was like dead in the sea, and. Jesse and Corey is bawling out laughing because they're just like, <laughs> we kicked you off because we was calling you and you didn't respond, so we just pushed you off the ledge and just let you die and then we continued our because I, I had just got done working like a 10-hour shift at work or I was working the whole day and I was just super tired but I was just... uh I, I I literally was just like you know what I'm gonna be down with my crew with my boys and I'm gonna go uh, sailing with them and just dead. Yeah, that but Ed, is,
2: you don't I, fall asleep on the pirate's journey. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you can't fall asleep, asleep yeah.
3: on the pirate's journey. No,
1: Jesse's Jesse remembers uh, we was playing what Halo was it Halo Four or Halo Five I think it was Halo Five, and we was going up the elevator. Jesse's behind me. Corey is, no, Jesse's like on the side. Corey's behind me, and we're going up this elevator. And for some unknown reason, Corey punched me with the gun, and I fell off the elevator and died. <laughs> <laughs> and was, I, I had to put the controller down and ball out and laugh. I was just like, what was, what just happened? We
3: the <laughs>
0: But
1: we was having so much fun But I was just like Corey what you doing Corey could not respond because he was cracking up And Jesse he just Hey we just were supporting him I was just like this is a mess uh, Man the pirate isn't for you Ed It's really That's not right.
3: uh, I don't <laughs> I
1: really don't know uh, Goodness I got Captain I got Hook one. I don't know I,
2: I got one Um, And and this movie is long overdue for a remake. Um, Have you guys ever, you guys remember that, was it 2001, 2002, Treasure Planet?
0: Yeah. The Disney Disney movie? movie? Oh, I don't uh, don't know if I've ever seen it.
2: Yeah, so that's like an era of Disney that there's a lot of great underrated movies, but they're like kind of lost because the 90s have worn off and we haven't gotten to Princess and the Frog, Tangle, that era yet. Mm -hmm. But, like, we're talking, like, an era of, like, Emperor's New Groove, Treasure Planet, Atlantis, Brother Bear. These are all, like, in my opinion, some very underrated Disney movies. But Treasure Planet's basically just Treasure Island, but in space. Yep. And oh, it's, okay. re- it's really good. If you are looking for something to watch, like, that's, it's one of those ones that you. I watched it not that long ago. And I'm like, I don't remember this movie being as good as this is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. with all these live-action Disney remakes... You, like why can't Disney put Lucas Films and and remake this movie? I think it'd look amazing, but the the pirate in there the the one who's playing Long John Silver, oh. um, it's like a big alien with like a metal eye, like he's got like a mechanical eye. I just I like the Long John Silver character in whatever movie it is, whether it's this one, or I liked um, Tim Curry in Muppets. The Muppets Treasure Island, yeah, where where Tim Curry yes, that's where Tim yes. Curry spent two hours thinking he was a Muppet. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. I like that whole story from Treasure Island of the fact that you know this is like a bad guy. like Long John Silver is a bad guy, but the movie, the book, all these things, you kind of get the sense that he's not necessarily an all the way bad guy. I don't know. He he comes to care for Jim anyway, but that's the oh. whole. Different thing, but I like. I think Long John Silver from Treasure Planet is probably my favorite version of it. But Tim Curry is pretty good in Muppet Treasure Island.
1: Yeah, I would have to Tim go. Curry with always wins. Yeah, I'm have to go with Captain Hook um, from the Which Peter Pan. Pet, uh, Which Pet version? Animated, the animated or the or the uh, animated one. Yeah, yeah, the animated or, one. Or I
2: for like once a it was a time. time.
1: Yeah. But it was just always that uh you know, he was a little bit sassy in the animated one. And I always in just seeing the crocodile or the alligator just waiting for him to fall and him just dancing and everything. <laughs> like it like as a kid, like when it came to pirates, I was all Captain Hook always came to mind. So I'm going with Captain Hook for the an animated Peter Pan movie. Hot
2: take, I don't think Captain Hook was the bad guy of that movie.
1: Who did you think it was, Tinkerbell? I
2: thought it was Peter Pan.
1: Wow, I, I he's w- the hero.
2: Yeah. I watched that movie as an adult, and I'm like, this little brat is yeah, sitting wow. here let, letting Wendy drown because the mermaids want to yeah. play, totally ditching Wendy on all these things. And I'm like, so why did Captain Hook lose his hand in the first place? Like it, it sounds Peter? like
0: Peter. Yeah. yeah,
2: it was just because of Peter. I'm like, this yeah. kid is a jerk. So yeah, I, as a kid, I thought Peter Pan, Oh yeah, he's the hero and all this stuff. But when I watched it as an adult, I'm like, no, nope. Cap, Captain Hook does some things. He shouldn't be blowing up the children. I, I'll give him that. But I'm like, Peter Pan, kind of the villain in this one. There's your hot take, Ed.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, they have those. They have those Zach Morris's trash videos. They should be <laughs> Peter, Peter. Peter Pan is trash. <laughs> uh, uh, what about uh, you, Jesse? Um, honestly. I want, you know, like because it's one of my favorite movies of all times. I want to go with One-Eyed Willie from Goonies, <laughs> even though he, even I even only though he, see
3: him, he's a skeleton.
0: Yeah, he's a skeleton. That's it. But but otherwise, I was thinking I could go as sloth when he dresses up as a pirate and he he jabs the knife into the sail and like like goes sliding down it. <laughs> But, (laughs) but I but like for for a real one though I I really like Hook as well. But I like him in the movie Hook. Like I I really really like that movie a lot. It's still one of my favorite, uh, you know, adaptations of the whole you know the whole Peter Pan story. Like I I love the whole. Did that one? Because
1: directed uh, it. No, Disney didn't do Hook. They only did no. Peter Pan. Someone else did Hook.
0: It was uh I'm
3: uh, hitting the hitting the uh Yeah, it was I, Spielberg. Spielberg did it. Okay, okay. yeah. I thought so, again uh, okay. Spielberg directed it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Amblin Entertainment by default. By default. It's yeah. been a while
2: since I've seen that, but I remember I really liked Huff, this this
1: is really really good. It's so
3: good. I need I need yeah. to go back and watch that. Come on, Bob yeah. Hoskins is Bob Hoskins Smee is fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah I love that character. And uh, <laughs> what's the dude that is it? Who's the guy that is he? Is his name Pennies? the guy or the guy? what's who's the guy that loses his marbles? I forget.
3: Mike, <sighs> it's Michael.
0: Is it? Oh, okay. He lost yeah. his marbles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I, that's right. I always get them mixed up with the other, the other guy. There's uh, the the was the older. The, there's another older guy, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah that that movie nice. is. Have, is have you guys ever, ever seen um, oh, okay.
2: Once Upon a Time?
0: No, there's I, I just wanted news. to watch it.
3: You talking about the TV series?
2: Yeah, it's made by the creators or some of the writers from Lost, so it employs a lot of that element of flashback. so the first couple of seasons yeah. are really good where you get a it lot of it. flashbacks, and then it just got into a point where they're trying to bring in as many Disney characters as they can, and the story doesn't yeah. make sense, but mm-hmm. I would say probably the first half of that series was really good, and the ca- the Captain Hook in that show is actually, I really liked that portrayal, yeah. he's kind of a younger guy, um, they, um, the main character Emma kind of makes fun of him because she's like, um, "I'm kind of surprised you don't look like I would imagine you to." And he's like, "Well, what'd you imagine me look like? I don't know, big, like poofy." Like she's describing <laughs> the Captain Hook from the Peter Pan cartoon, and he's like, "Why would he? Why would anybody dress like that?" So they're kind of making fun of that a little bit, but he kind of he becomes a big role. The whole show is a lot about redemption and some of these, some of the bad guys trying to make a new life for themselves, and he's one of them but I, I think that's an underrated portrayal of him that not a lot of people see, but I really like like Lost is my favorite show. So mm-hmm. seeing that show that followed that was very similar in presentation was like a lot of fun. So
3: and I'll agree with if, you on that. Up until they shoehorned in Elsa, it yeah, was that
2: good. Was a, and I mean, they had a good season after that, the, um, but I mean, they were forcing some things. And then that last season, we can all act like that doesn't, happen but that's and if you get there you can skip the last season don't worry about that you're not missing anything but I mean the first couple seasons were really good there's this episode with Pinocchio where he how he fits into all that and oh my goodness it was such a good episode of like very you know the guilt that he had to live with for some stuff and anyway sorry to hijack that there but that's a good that's a good show to check out if you're looking for good pirates as well as just a fun, just a fun show. There's not much meat to it. It's just a lot of fun to watch.
3: Okay,
1: well, everybody, we're going to get into our Boss Rush Bouncer, and our topic today comes from Matt Pharmacist, aka Miss Stephanie K- uh, Kilmoth. Um, uh, you can read her work on Bosch Rush, uh, net, and also check her out on another Zelda podcast. Um, her topic was, when is it appropriate to receive a refund for a video game? And so, um, the last game that came out was Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet, and it had some issues and people, um, went to the stores and we kind of returned the game. Um, I don't know how the digital returns happened with Nintendo, but, um, People were upset on how broken the game was. Like, it wasn't optimized in some places, and, you know, it had its problems. Um, We know that Steam gives you a time limit on if a game is bad, on when you can return it and get a refund. Um, Normally, with retail stores, if you open the game, the only thing that you can do is exchange it for the same thing. Or if they do allow you to exchange it for another gay, um, sometimes you have to pay the difference, um, but you won't get any money back for it. Um, so our, our that's our discussion today. When is it appropriate to return a gay? Josh, I'm going to start with you. Um, when do you feel it's appropriate to return a gay? Um, you know, this
2: is a tricky one just because, you know, Blockbuster has been a completely outdated concept for a long time and I promise that you'll see how this relates. But I think Blockbuster would thrive with video games. Because I think there's a lot of instances where, yeah, we've got what is it, Gamefly. Yeah, there's demos, but not everybody does demos. Gamefly mm-hmm. is okay, but um it's kind of hard to try out these games substantially to decide. It's either you gotta buy it or and like it or you can't and when you kind of knock out the refund aspect of it i think it makes it really hard to you know get into these games um without it so i mean i think it's unfortunate that you can't have a smoother return way to go with this because of how little options there are to really try these out but i think um I don't know. I I personally don't return games mainly because I do a ton of research to make sure it's going to be something I like before I get into it. Um, There's very few games that I just go, oh, that looks good. Let me grab it. And they're usually like $10, $15 indie titles or maybe a game that's on a deep discount on on an eShop or I find buried at GameStop or something like that. But yeah, if it's a big full price game, I'm not buying it unless I know okay, I will like this game because I don't want to have to return it. So, yeah, I, I don't think... Um, I think it's appropriate to return games, especially where in terms of um, Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet, that game came out a mess. And I think there's a lot of people who were upset about it. And I think, too, that there's it's a hard thing because of how... Um, I think companies rely way too much on DLC now to kind of fix it in post production. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of a weird question in my opinion, just cause I don't personally return games. I usually play them and then trade them in. If I don't really like it, I try to get something out of it because I know I'm going to get a much smaller, you know, buyback on it.
3: So anyway, that's why you get physical instead of digital.
2: Well, no, I I mean I'm talking physical. There is when I. (laughs) I know that's
3: what I'm saying. Goof is that's why physical is better than digital most of the time.
2: Well, and that was like my big argument when I was shopping for a PlayStation Five was the digital one was a hundred dollars cheaper. But I'm like, but I don't know what's good on a Sony console. I've never had one, so I'm like, I'm going to want to trade in at some point, and I can't do that if I'm buying games um, digitally. Just, so.
3: just to let you know, if you want to try games that aren't day one, this is something I was going to bring up on my part of it is uh, uh There's this thing, there's this public thing most areas have called a library. Our <laughs> library has PS5, Xbox, and Switch games. So, if, you know, if you're trying to play something day one, you're not going to get to play it. I mean, I, as someone who worked in a video store, I, I always rented a game before I bought it to see if I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. Period. So, um, but, you know, if you don't have to buy something day one, right? I mean, you can kind of look at reviews. I mean, all the reviews for Scarlet and Violet said this game broken. There is something under there. It's fun, but it's janky as hell, right? So,
2: yeah, and I, f- I find I, the reviewers who I trust. I mean, I've got a, a Nintendo Life. I tend to trust them a lot on their stuff. Push um, Square a little bit, um, but yeah, I, I, I watch at least three or four reviews before I get to the one like before i'd make a decision on it but yeah that's a the library thing that's a new thing i did not realize until somebody brought it up i think um daniel mcgar off of the turn by turn podcast he brought it up and he's out in boston and he's like yeah they do that and i'm like well i'm living in a smaller city i don't think they do that here come to find out there's switch xbox series games and yep he has five games at my library and i'm like yeah oh. My town is about 30,000 people. It's not a big city. So that I love that those games are available at the library.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, long as you don't, know,
2: the, the, I think I
3: actually think uh, you can personally, I'm fine with current return policies on games. If you buy a game before it comes out, you pre-order a game coming from a guy who has pre-ordered uh, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> you're kind of I, I, I'm part of the problem. I'm sitting there saying don't pre-order games. The biggest issue, I i mean, you, you bought a game without trying it. Sorry, do you go buy a car without test driving it? That's the way I feel. But, I mean, Xbox has a decent return policy. Steam has a decent return policy. Nintendo, you're kind of SOL for the most part. Uh, I don't know how PlayStations work. Um, you, know, you know, Steam and Xbox, as so long as you don't pay too much. I've actually returned a game on Xbox, but that's only because I accidentally ordered online. I bought a digital version of a PC version on accident. Uh, personally, I've, I prefer physical, but I will go whichever route is cheaper because uh, I got three kids and I have multiple mouths to feed, um, especially as a government employee. I don't make much, but <laughs> I actually
0: um, I actually made out on the deal uh, returning my game for Xbox. So what <laughs> happened is that is uh, um, Titanfall 2. I believe it was when Titanfall 2 came out. They. Um, yeah, when Titanfall two came out, they, uh, they had a deal going where you got a 30, I think it was like a $30 gift card, um, with when you, uh, pre-ordered it online. And when I clicked on to order it, it just decided that it wouldn't let notify me that it was being ordered and it kept on doing that. And, and then eventually, uh. I found out that I had ordered it multiple times <laughs> and and so then they I told them, I said, "Hey, I accidentally ordered this multiple times. I only need one copy of it. But just letting you know, when I ordered this online, it says that I was getting a30 dollar gift card with each with each one of these that I ordered. So just letting you guys know, so you know, well, so I did the right thing. I told them what happened. Sure enough, I still ended up getting the five thirty dollar gift <laughs> cards or whatever that I that you got, but I only got the one copy. paid for one copy of the game. They still let me have all
3: the gift cards. <laughs> Might have to try that sometime next time somebody does. No, I'm kidding.
1: Wow. Well, I know no, but- for me, uh like we turn game. Um I think it's appropriate to return the game if it's like really freezing and it's like having bad, uh, optimization. Cause like Mortal Kombat trilogy on PlayStation one, if you played it for like about 45 minutes, the gang would go, uh, to another screen and it would say, this game is not working and everything. And every time you did it, uh, it was, it, it the screen came out and it kind of find out it was a bug. And the uh it was a bug uh in the gang that will always like break it, you know, and mess it up. So um going in to return it and stuff, like I-, I could understand that. And if it showed that, you know, there was a recall or something about the gang, then it's very understandable um to return it. But I'm like I had people try to return games because they couldn't read. And I had people, when I was at Toys R Us, people tried to return games because they didn't understand you know what to do they got lost in a game like i had people return lego games because they they felt like the lego game was too hard and stuff and they were just like this is so weird that you guys want to come in and return it um, and i used to tell them that you can't return it you have to schedule it for the same game or if you want to get a different game it has to be more than what you pay or it has to eat be equal amount and everything so I, I just really think that Reviews are important that people need to go and read them or nowadays watch videos because some people don't like to read. Um, don't know why. But I think if you're going to return a game because you don't like it or you feel like it's not for you, if you don't prepare yourself or anything, or you don't take the time to actually really learn the game and everything, you kind of find out that it's it's just like uh why? Why did you even buy this game if you knew that this game was not going to be for you? Uh, go ahead, Matt.
3: The only big exception to the rule, and I will throw CG CD Project Red under the bus for this every time, they have specifically manipulated. All right. We know what they did. Do I even have to bring up the game, you know, with Keanu Reeves? Do I have to even mention Cyberpunk? Come on. They knew it was broken on consoles. They intentionally manipulated it with all... They, they knew it was broken. They only let PC reviews out. And everybody gives them the pass. Everyone's like, oh, well, they fixed it five years, you know, fixed it later. I mean, as someone who plays Sea of Thieves, the game wasn't what they wanted when it came out, but the game wasn't broken. They added more to it. But they also, at the same time, they didn't put out a PC version only. That was the only way it was playable. Well, it's still janky as shit, basically. Well, but this is CG the thing... Deep- But the the thing thing is, even uh, I I agree with you, but like when you look at reviews, I will always look at CD Pro can't even say their name right. CD CD Project Project Red, Red. they intentionally manipulated the reviews of that game by only allowing the PC versions. They lied, it
1: it wasn't even the reviews, it was just the demos that they were showing. Everything that they showed was was not exactly gameplay, everything was always CGI.
3: They intentionally yeah. did not show the console the version of the fresh, game. The best
1: version of that of um Cyberpunk 20 when it came out was the stadia version. Really? The cloud version is the best one? And y'all yeah. they, y'all hype this up. You make this game look. The way that you, what we was gonna get, and I was just like, "This is all CGI. There is no way that this yep. game is playable. I'm not seeing no energy barcodes. I'm not seeing the stuff that would be normally on the screen. Everything that you're showing me is all CGI. This is not so I didn't, real game. Ga- this even is, pick is up not real that. gameplay." But people, but people gave it. I I brought it because I was gonna be a part of the discussion of if, if I'm gonna judge it, I need to play it and see for myself. And everybody saw all of the problems. Now I will say, I got Final Fantasy VII uh, uh, remake along with it. So Target had a good sale: buy two, get one free. So I took upon <laughs> I, I took you. upon myself with that. But I but I was just like, I'm going to see how this game is. And I played it on the Xbox One Slim. On it, and I did could not believe on how. Janky! This game was question.
3: Jesse knows look when at, I look say at all the reviews. They initially only put out PC reviews, and a lot of mm-hmm. them were like nines and tens. It,
1: Jesse knows <laughs> when I call a game questionable content. He knows what I mean. <laughs> and that game was full on questionable content. Jeopardy, <laughs> like so. It's so it's so you kind of understand why reviews are important why why even even feedback because um, i know metacritic um they had to change their policy because people, people were who people weren't by buy, people who weren't buying the games was just giving it low scores and just said that this game was crap and they didn't even buy it or play and they were just like well now you gotta wait 72 hours uh if you want to do a review for it and everything and it's just. And I think if you're going to return a, a video game The return needs to be well deserved You just shouldn't return a game Because you don't, you don't like, like it, it Without giving it a fair shake You know, if you You should always try to if, if a game is new to you and it's interesting You need to pick it And you're going to pick it up You need to learn the game skill That it's going to be offered If you don't know the skill There's always someone doing a tutorial About a game in that genre
3: But you know what? You know what we haven't gotten into the fact. If it's like, long as it's not a Nintendo first-party game, in three months it's going to be half off anyways. Just wait.
1: Look, I don't play sports games, but I'm willing to get give a sports game a try. Now I love NBA Jam. Love Forza Horizon, uh, four. L- love Wreckfest, like Need to, Need for Speed games, like I love the arcadey stuff, but I I got MLB the Show for Switch, <laughs> you know. Josh, no,
3: we—that's free on the Game Pass. Josh, what are you buying no. it on Switch for?
1: Josh, no good and well, If we went back to the N sixty four days of uh the wrestling games with THQ, we're gonna be in a good conversation because those games were the bomb. You know, I played pro wrestling on uh the Sega Master System. I played Rocky on the Sega Master System. <laughs> Ooh, wow. I played Pat, I played Pat Riley on the Sega Genesis and beat it. Uh, to NBA 2K on Dreamcast, that's the game. NBA 2K on Dreamcast, that's the game. But, like, sports... Sports wasn't something that I was into, but I was willing to give it a try. SmackDown 2002 on PlayStation 2. My uh friends, uh, speaking of uh, making characters, Josh, uh, my my friends made me a character that put me in a pasta suit, but I would walk down the aisle real sexy and then feel my body when I got into the ring <laughs> and stuff. Oh, I was yeah. just like, y'all, so wrong for this.
2: <laughs> well, what's so. funny is at that time, there was. Was uh um Devon Dudley changed his gimmick to where he was like a pastor and Dave Batista was oh, his yeah. like, deacon. So he was like Deacon Dave.
0: Yeah, and, give me and... the tables.
2: Yeah, so it was like they had just separated the Dudleys. So Bubba Ray went to Raw and Devon stayed on um stayed on um SmackDown. And then it's like Dave Batista before he became the Dave Batista that everybody knew. He was like this, he was this Deacon Parish with no sleeves on, Grant, mind you. <laughs> and he's like carrying chains and carrying a, a collection box. And so, what's funny about what you're saying, Ed, is like that was totally a gimmick in 2002 on SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> and they just don't have
1: it. Goldust had that interest walk. So, that's what they mixed me with. Oh my, in yeah. <laughs> <this gold dust. laughs> And I, I, I would pick them. I'm just like, what did y'all got? What did my friends do? And I be like, oh my goodness! And they would just fall out and laugh. I was just like, this is so wrong. <laughs> you know what and
2: But like of THQ, they're re- they're doing another wrestling game for AEW. Um, the I forget what it's called, but um, AEW's first game THQ is the one behind it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think it's that, supposed to come out. It's got caught up in some legal stuff right now because it was supposed to come out earlier this year, but it's gotten like indefinitely delayed. I think they're hoping to get it out um, in the fall sometime. But yeah, that I was excited to see. Wasn't THQ it something about somebody's well.
3: tattoos? I think so. I think so. Yeah. About likeness? Yeah. 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 Something.
2: Something along those lines because AEW is, and they don't have the resource that WWE does. AEW right. is only three years old at this point, four years old, so. WWE can pay off whatever they need to. Well,
3: definitely can now. Yeah,
2: yeah, after that deal. That's I should have done that for my trending topic.
1: <laughs> well, everybody, that's gonna be it for a jump off point. Before we go, I'm gonna give everybody a last final word. Uh Matt, what is your final word for returning video games? Just buy or beware. Okay. I, just Jesse. straight up, I mean. jesse final word about returning video games
0: yeah so for me it's just like if if something's broken or like i've actually had a return to game because of the disc uh being corrupt and and it just literally the disc was was like when they when they printed the disc it somehow printed it wrong and and the disc Mm. wouldn't properly work so I I like literally couldn't play the game be- with the disc that that I was that I had purchased. So I had to get a new one. So you know something and like Josh. that happens. Oh. Yeah, just something like, something like that.
1: Josh, final word about returning video games.
2: This is where Blockbuster is missed. Like an and I mean we were talking about it. Matt was saying the library does have options to rent games, and there are demos. But Blockbuster, that was my go to back in the 2000s of when I wanted to try out a game. I just would drive down to my Blockbuster and get it. I'm, I'm missing that today. It's, it's obsolete for movies, but it would be absolutely beneficial for games at this point. It'd be so nice to have that, but here we are.
0: Yeah, Gamefly with Redbox. They get like Gamefly, like, you know, the whole Redbox thing that we have. They just need to do that, like, honestly. Yeah, honestly,
2: just. Like yeah, like, well, stick a, a little thing at the, at the gas station where you could go pick up some games where it's just a blockbuster game box, I'd be all in.
1: Yeah. They can, well, take, uh, they can <laughs> take my money. Well, uh, for me, um,. Definitely read reviews I know a lot of people want to be like, well, just try it on Game Pass. And if you like it, go ahead and buy it or play the full thing on Game Pass. It's up to you. But I think when this, when it comes to returning games, uh, learn, I think you should learn it. If it's a really good game and you just feel like it's not for you, I can understand doing a return for that, but just like Matt said, buyer beware. You know, read the reviews. We do re- reviews here on Boss Rush. Um, there's video essays, video reviews from like GameSpot, IGN. Um, it, listen to some podcasts on people who are playing the game. And you don't have to get a game on day one. You can get it later down on. Down the line, if you're ready for it, or you're waiting for all the patches that that's coming on with some of these games nowadays, like you could wait for it. Um, if you if you want the physical version, um, you may have to get a little bit early because sometimes they stop making printing those, um, those physicals, and you'll just be left with digital. It's up to you. Um, but yeah, just just inform yourself, inform and educate yourself with it. Uh, before we go, Matt, can you talk about Backlog Busters, the podcast.
3: Backlog Busters is typically a monthly podcast for a little overdue to record right now because we're trying to get some scheduling squared away. Where uh, we encourage you to instead of going and buying, spending money and buying Tears of the Kingdom, which everybody's doing it anyways. Work on your backlog. Beat those games you haven't had for a while. We have a competition... We have a little game going on with with the backlog bingo where there's a bunch of squares. If you follow backlog underscore busters on Twitter, you can find that information. Um, so, yeah, basically everyone in there beats games. I just build my backlog because that's just how it goes because I just end up trying to beat something, then I get wrapped up in Stardew Valley or Sea of Thieves or <laughs> now Dredge. Um, so, you got that going on? So, you know... That's... Let's a bunch of old, bunch of old guys bitch about not doing their backlog. That's about all I can say.
1: Well, Matt, thank you for thank you for joining us on this episode. Jesse, Josh, thank you also for joining me. Everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on Jump Off Point. Bye, everybody. Bye.
2: Bye.
3: Bye.
0: This episode of Jump Off Point is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support the Boss Rush family of podcasts, head to BossRush.net or our Patreon at patreon.com slash Boss Rush Media. Thanks for helping us build something better.